0: Deep breath.
1: In and out. Shh. All right, girls. How was your week? Okay. Great. Great. Anything happen? Anything uh, eventful happen in your lives here this week? Not really. No? Work. Work? That's
2: what happened. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I had a busy week. Last night, I got a chance to go to the district office and talk about our program here. And the podcast came up, so it was great. I got to share... What we're doing, what you guys are doing, the new, you know, obviously with the with the podcast being new to us, uh, kind of the, how we're going about learning and getting better at it. I think we're getting pretty good at it. Um, but it was great. We had uh, Miss Bartels. Shout out to to uh, Brenda Bartels, uh, a board member, gave us some real kind words. She's a listener. She looks forward every week to our podcast. So I was like, thanks for the thanks for the the kind words. So. She actually brought up this social media, which I was very excited because part two, obviously, we're gonna to do today. Yay! Yeah. You guys ready to start?
2: Nope, but we have to. So, All right. go on.
1: Let's do it. When I talk about it, carries on reasons only new. When I talk about All right, guys. To recap uh, part one, we did discuss a few things with the girls last week. So we had, we discussed time on our phones. And by the way, girls, if I miss anything from last week, please remind me because I, I might have missed. But we talked about how much time you're spending on your phones, which is too much. We talked about positives of social media. Now, I'm going to say this because you guys did mention YouTube being one of the things you use. I don't know if I consider YouTube social media would you guys consider that social media
2: it it can be but i don't most people probably don't
1: right so i mean which is fine i mean we learn we we know we can learn a lot from youtube but unless you're like getting into comments and you know mean people in the comment sections i wouldn't consider it but so it was hard for us to find positives on social media but we did turn our attention to really why we did social media in the first place on this podcast was because of the negatives uh, we got into body shaming, correct? Uh-huh. Body shaming. We yeah. got into groups dedicated to self-harm, yes. which yes. I didn't really know until I talked to these girls. It was pretty... You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was good. I mean, I, I wa- that's why I like having you guys, because you guys are using it. I don't use... only I use is Twitter, X, whatever. But I, I, I just kind of... I don't use it. It's... See what I got to work with, Lauren?
2: Hey, you asked me a question. I answered it.
1: Okay. All right. For part two today, we're going to... Actually, for part... All right. I got it. I got it. All right. For today's episode, episode four, part two, we're going to turn our attention to three main points uh, with social media, what we can do to control how we use social media, who is ultimately responsible for monitoring the use of social media for young children and what we, what we can do if someone has been negatively affected by social media. And this is why we brought in our special guest from Elevate Counseling, Lauren Adams. Please give her a hand. Hello, Lauren. Would you, uh, would you introduce yourself to our podcast?
3: Yeah, so I'm Lauren. Um, I'm currently a clinical intern, so I'm working on my master's in counseling. Um, And I work at Elevate Counseling, which is a mental health clinic in Glendale. It's a private practice. Um, I primarily work with teens, gifted teens, um, but I also work with adults with general mental health concerns. Um, So yeah, that's what I'm doing. And we're
1: assuming that you probably have dealt with kids this age that have yes. dealt with social media abuse or effects from that, I'm sure, right? Right, yeah. yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's good. So we're going to kind of keep this uh, this order. So we're going to first talk about what, and I can ask the our two podcast members this first question, but what we can do to actually control how we use social media. So I want you guys, again, to be honest. Who controls your social media use? Do your parents just let you use whatever you want? Do they control how much you use? Do you, are there apps that you can use and apps that you can't use, Jody?
2: For, my mom really doesn't care. as long as I'm being safe on it and not like giving out like super private information, then she's fine with it. So like a- any name.
1: of the social media apps uh-huh. she's okay with.
2: Well, besides Snapchat, she doesn't want me having Snapchat. Why? I don't know, she just doesn't want me having it. I've tried asking her for it and she just won't let me have it.
1: Well there's gotta be a reason. They're lame. Uh, Ariana, what about you? Oh,
0: um I control my own stuff. Oh, sorry. I control my own stuff. Um my parents don't really care of like what apps I use. So like I use um except for Twitter. Okay. Mr. Oldie. Okay. Um <laughs>
1: Sorry, jeez.
0: Wait, you no, use Facebook use Twitter. You're so old. Oh sorry. And Facebook. I don't use Facebook either. Okay. My
1: grandma does. So, My grandma does. You, they're putting, your parents are basically giving you, sign. I mean, it's other than Snapchat, it sounds like they're giving you free reign. So, to answer it, would you say you're responsible for what you do on social media? Yes. And yeah. how you use it? Yeah. Yeah. And you feel like as a 13, 14, what do you 14, guys, 14? 14 14, 14, 14. 14 year old? 13? Yeah, 14? 13, 13, 13, 14, 14, yeah. You feel like you're mature enough to use these apps?
2: Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I made that sound like I was so mean.
1: Okay. So uh, that's good. That's good. Lauren, I'm going to ask you Mm -hmm. because I, I mean, I worry Mm -hmm. that parents aren't taking kind of like Mm -hmm. active measures to watch what they're doing online. And I know they can't be everywhere all at once and watching every little thing they do. But would you say that they should probably have some kind of, guidelines as far as using social media?
3: Yeah, I think so. I think there's like some developmental concerns about like, um, logically, like knowing how it's going to affect you long term. And that might be something that parents have more insight on. Um, But I do think that it should be more of a collaboration, like working with your teens to come up with ways to kind of set boundaries with social media rather than putting in like rules and regulations. Um, So more like collaboration versus control, Um, because this is also a time where a lot of teenagers are trying to gain some sort of identity. Um, And part of doing that is having a choice in how they navigate the world. Um, So I think there should be some input because again, it's hard to know how something's going to affect you when you are so young. Um, But I do think that it should be more like the parents and teens working together rather than like putting rules in place and kind of getting some control over them.
1: Yeah, because kids would probably just want to fight against that. Oh, you're gonna say no to it? Or I'm gonna do it behind your back right. kind of thing. So right. I, exactly. I could see that being a problem. Wouldn't you girls agree with that? Yeah. If your yeah. parents said no to it, you probably would kind of subversively kind of keep it. Yeah, Yeah, that's uh, that's what I thought. Okay, uh, so point two really, I mean, it's it relates to point one. So the question that I'm going to pose to these guys, who is ultimately responsible for monitoring the use of social media for young children? So we'll start with you girls, then we'll, we'll go oh. to our expert. And I, I'll give my two cents as well. Jody, what do you think? Who should be ultimately responsible for monitoring what you guys do?
2: For monitoring, like watching?
1: Yeah, just what you're doing on social media. You, your parents, <laughs> a third party. Who who do you think is responsible?
2: I mean, it's like half and half. Does it
1: depend on the person?
2: Well, that too. But then it, it should also be both parent and child, because the parent needs to make sure they're not doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. And that's wait, huh? So so like
1: so like what Lauren said. It's got to be kind of a collaborative. Yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta give a little bit of you know to get. Yeah. You know, you have that trust. Obviously, yeah. you just can't say no, which is probably the best answer. What do you think, um, Ariana?
0: I agree with Jody. But however, um, there might be some things that you don't want your parents like knowing, because then they'll go off
1: mm-hmm. like me. Um. Well, you did you did share something last week. I don't know if she's listened to the podcast, but that was. I'm glad you shared because um, you know. It's good for other people to hear that because I had no idea that was pretty (laughs) Mm -hmm. intense. So I'm just in disappointing, obviously. Uh, Lauren, what do you think?
3: Um, I feel like I've been trained with a very like gray area mindset. So I might get annoying, but my answer is almost always it depends. Yeah. Um, I think that it depends on the age. Obviously, if you're an older teen, then you have more responsibility to monitor like what you're doing on social media. Um, But I do think that parents should be working on, like, ultimately parents have an obligation to protect their children from harm. Sure. Um, And so I think they have a responsibility to help mitigate that, whether it's, like, parental controls um, or time limits or things along those lines. But I just think it depends on how independent the teen is, how able they are to see, like, how something is affecting them and how old they are. Um, I think, yeah, that would, I, but I do think it should always be collaborative. Like parents should yeah. always have some level of engagement, knowing what their children are doing on social media and knowing like if they're being harmed by it.
1: Right. And I would hope you girls, I mean, obviously these guys are, are good kids and, mm-hmm. and I can get Jody like while, why you, you're given the leniency of using it. But yeah, I would hope that you, if something happened that you didn't feel comfortable about, you would tell them, Right 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 jody (laughs) sure Mm -hmm. well i know you like like ariana said you're not going to share everything but if if you're getting into a situation where you're in trouble and it got out of control i would hope you would tell somebody maybe if you're not comfortable with the parents you would tell somebody
0: normally like your friend or
2: your
0: aunt yeah someone older hopefully that
1: can process that for sure my
2: friend probably probably yeah you told me yeah oh sorry um i'd either tell them or my grandma. Cause my mom kind of scares me sometimes. Mm. Okay. Well, as long
1: as you're sharing with somebody, because that it can get scary and get out of control quickly. Yeah. Um. Okay. For point three, or topic three, or whatever we want to call it, um, the question I pose to you guys: What can we do if someone has been negatively affected by social media? So let's say you're using it something it got out of control. Um, and you know, clearly it's having an effect now. It's not always easy to tell when somebody has an effect, but I brought this up last, uh, podcast, my daughter, only child grew up and we didn't, I'm just going to be honest. We didn't really do a good job of monitoring like her activity on social media. And it was, I mean, it was probably mostly Instagram at the time, but you know, there were days where we'd, she would just come to us and say, I'm, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? And she couldn't explain why. So uh, we're just, to me, it seems like it's got to be something to do because, again, spending hours on the phone, and we'd see her like, hey, do something else. Put that down. It, it, and you get addicted so quickly mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And I just, we, we didn't, I'm just going to be honest, we didn't do a good job of, of policing it. And she, in sixth grade, she did actually have to have someone come to the house because she had Instagram like 3,000 followers. She was talking with her cousin to someone she didn't know who offered to get get them things. And at sixth grade, it was like, oh, cool. I'm going to get all this free stuff. I'm like, whoa, I'm glad we found out about that. So came down and hopefully scared her a little bit. But it's just, I mean, it's just scary because right. you just don't, as a parent, you don't, don't know. So... What do you got? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to you, Lauren, mm-hmm. on this mm-hmm. one because I mean, if if someone has been negatively affected, I'm sure you have some stories related to that. I don't mm-hmm. I know you probably can't share specifically, right. but at least speak to what can be done if you know if it's if something is recognized and it's got out of control with social media.
3: Yeah, I think um, don't be afraid to be honest about your concerns. Um, keeping it to yourself isn't going to help anyone. It's not going to help the teen. It's not going to help the parent. Um, I also think teaching your teens about, like, the block button (laughs) is Mm -hmm. a big deal. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's this misconception that using the block button is, like, a weakness or that if you do it, like, you're admitting fault or whatever. But I think that, you know, there's no point in keeping someone around if they don't support you 100%. Um, And it's not a weakness. It's just you protecting your mental health. Um, I also think it's important to recognize that we do build our own algorithms on social media um, based on what we like and who we interact with. Mm-hmm. Um, so knowing when to click, like, not interested on posts that are bringing you down. This is a generation that knows what's going on in the world more than any other generation, and that can become very dreadful sometimes. Um, so knowing how to filter out those more, like, negative posts is a good is a good step. But I think if it's kind of gone beyond that... Um, to a point where your, your mental health is really negatively affected. Um, seeking support, um, go, I think if you're not comfortable sharing with your parents, then going to people that you trust, opening up to them about what you're experiencing. It's likely that a lot of people have experienced the same thing, knowing that, um, you can relate to people is huge when it comes Mm -hmm. to mental health. Um, and, and if it comes down to it, um, and your function is being impaired and it's hard to get through the day, um, then I think seeking some sort of mental health professional uh, would be important.
1: Sure. So at Elevate, you, you probably had cases right. related yeah. to this?
3: Yes. I've seen social media ruin people's lives, and I've seen it um, be like a self-care strategy. So it kind of goes either way, um, but I do see like... Um, you know, pictures that people don't want being sent around, um, that really negatively impacts people. Um, or that that's kind of the only thing that they had, the only coping mechanism that they have. Um, and so it's about kind of like expanding coping, coping mechanisms beyond that. Um, but yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's scary because you tell kids, I go, guys, once you put that out there, That is part of your digital footprint, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't go away. Even if you snap, oh, it just fades away in 30 seconds. Well, you can screenshot things, and it takes two seconds to do that. So it's, uh, I mean, you just remind them of that because Mm -hmm. I go just Google. I tell my kids, just Google yourself. If you don't like what you see, then you need to change your behavior online because that's, I mean, that's going to follow you when you start to look for jobs. Right. And 16 is coming up pretty soon, girls. And you go to get a job. (laughs) You don't think employers are looking at your social media? Think again.
2: What well, do you wait mean like we, Google yourself. We can I've googled myself so many times, and the first thing that comes up with Jodie Foster.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad. So I mean, well, mine comes you, up with Ariana if, Grande. So well, <laughs> if, you, if you put your full name, I mean, and you don't. Good. If you're not seeing things, that's that's a good sign. That means you're probably being relatively responsible.
2: Um, I want to check, but I don't have a
1: phone. Yeah. Are well, you? I don't. You don't need to check now. I do have a few um, research points um, that I wanted to share that I didn't actually share last time. So, and Lauren, maybe you can speak to this too if you think mm-hmm. this is off, but I used uh, some AI. I think I used, what did I use? Chat I don't know. GPT? I don't yeah. know. I, anyway, it compiled some, some some research and I thought it was interesting. So I highlighted a few. On average, students reported spending f- over four hours a day on social media. That seems high to me. Mm-hmm. Four hours a day.
0: Kind of seems low. Yeah. You gotta speak closer. We can't hear you. It sounds really low.
1: Why? I used like. Like, how do you find the time to have more than ten
2: hours
0: a day
1: in a school day? Yeah. How? I I mean, it's
2: called being sneaky.
1: Yeah. So you're at school, is what you're saying? Maybe. Maybe. Partially. Those bathroom trips are probably.
2: I don't. I don't. Uh, mm-hmm. Go to the bathroom when mm-hmm. I do it. Thank yeah. you. She barely goes to the bathroom in general.
1: Uh, so here's another one. Heavy, this is this is where it gets scary. Hair, heavy social media users over five hours per day, which sounds like some of these people, <laughs> were twice as likely to show symptoms of anxiety or depression mm-hmm. compared to light users under two hours per day. So we know she's not here today, but Abby is mm-hmm. limited to yes. two. Yep. I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Lauren, what do you think about the yeah. The limiting. Yeah, I know I you think, mentioned that.
3: I think four is high, but I think it's normal, <laughs> sadly. Um, but I think that that time limits are good. I think too much screen time, not only for your mental health, but for your like eyesight and your physical health, it can be it can be detrimental. Um, but I think time limits are important. It helps us be able to rely on other things outside of social media. And I also think it's important to know how to be bored. Mm-hmm. I think that's a skill. So you're right.
1: I did read that too. And it's okay and it's it's not a bad thing to go outside and run around without phones. Mm. I you know the strangest thing I would see when my daughter was growing up, she'd have, you know, they'd have sleepovers at the house. You go into the room, guess what you see all of the girls doing? No. Guess not, what you see them doing? On their phones. Exactly. Not
2: with me at once there.
1: Okay. And, and, and that's like I mean, you guys can't even socialize face to face. You gotta okay. use a phone. I just found that I mean, I'm sure you guys probably do the same thing when you're your friends. I don't know. I just, I I worry about this generation Mm -hmm. and what it's done to some kids. And it's easy for us to say, oh, you just need to put it down, put it away. But I can see how difficult it's addicted. You're addicted. Mm -hmm. And there's reasons why you're addicted. They know how to get your attention. So that's the scary part. That's, that's what scares me. Um, a couple more, and then we'll move to your, your questions. But Instagram and Snapchat specifically were among were most strongly linked with increased depression risk. Mm-hmm. So, girls, if you're using either Instagram or Snapchat, mm-hmm. just saying. And then the last point, I'll then may, maybe Lauren, you can speak to this too. The researchers highlight that this age, when social approval and self identity are developing, mm-hmm. seems especially vulnerable to the negatives of social media like peer comparison and cyberbullying, which you girls mentioned mm-hmm. last week. So they call for more education on media literacy and digital citizenship skills. And which I, I do. I mean I start as early as Kinder with these kids, but I can only do so much. It's really like I said, it's gotta really come from that parent. And they the parents have to take an active role and realize that's why I told them to listen, watch the the, the CEOs, um, you know, and the senators and, and watch how like intense that social media has got mm-hmm. and out of control and one other point um this is why they're they can kind of get away with it but websites are not like these ceos of snap or instagram uh twitter everything instagram i already said instagram mm-hmm. yes, websites are they're not liable for content their users post under they they're protected under section 230 Okay? And sure. it, it basically allows because of free speech. So they're allowed to keep the platforms and they can't basically, generally, they may not be held liable for any content posted by their users. So, I mean, we can talk about this tool or blue in the face, but until that changes, right. which is, this is kind of antiquated. I mean, it's probably not that old, but you there's... I mean, they they they're, they can get away with it. This is yeah. why they. I mean, when you, I don't know if you, did you get a chance to see that? It was really interesting. Senators going yes. at them. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, okay, all this talk is great, but what what happens next? Right. What are you gonna get? What's gonna happen? And even I think some of the senators mentioned nothing's gonna happen because they're still protected. So
3: right. That's why I think conversations like this are important because it seems like systemic intervention isn't working. So it's, it needs to be more on like an individual and a family level. Um, but yeah, I think in, like what you said about parents informing their kids about the permanence of social media because it's not going anywhere. If anything, it's just expanding. And so I think teaching kids like those skills on how to navigate it in a healthy way is really
1: important. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, girls. We asked the girls to come up some questions for for Miss Adams here, and they came up with a bunch. Who would like to go first? You have oh, more. they're pointing at each other.
0: You have more. That doesn't matter. Go first. All right, we'll start with uh, Ariana, nice ha. and close. My first question for you is: Do you find that social media leads to
3: depression and anxiety? Yes, I definitely think it does. I think that what you brought up about the social comparison um, mm-hmm. is huge. Um, I think when I hear people talking negatively about social media it's largely like um seeing pictures of people that don't look like them and comparing themselves and then feeling bad about themselves what you guys were talking about with like the self-harm groups there's Mm -hmm. also eating disorder groups um so yeah i definitely think it leads to depression and anxiety for sure or or if it's already there it makes it worse basically sorry no you're good
1: Uh, jody go ahead
2: okay first question I have is how this dif- oh my gosh mm-hmm. how difficult is it for teens or adults to open up to you
3: um I would say adults are a little more open um that's mostly because they're the ones initiating the appointment they're the ones making the appointment um whereas with teens it's mostly their parents making that decision um but it's it's really just about getting to know them um getting to know what they like and kind of using that to help them and work with them um but ultimately, Uh, Teens are a lot more open than you would think they are.
0: My next question for you is, what's the most common mental health problem in today's society?
3: Ooh,
2: tough
0: one.
1: Good one.
3: I don't know if there's like a specific disorder. I think a lot of depression, anxiety, but I think stress, like chronic stress is probably what I see most, which makes sense. Like in the society that we live in, everyone's working or going to school, extracurriculars. So definitely organizing stress.
1: Silent killer. Yep. 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 For sure.
2: Okay, this is my last question. But how long does it take for someone to regain self-confidence after being negatively affected by social media?
3: This is definitely another it depends question. Um, It depends on how much it impacted them. If it led to a pretty significant um, mental health issue like depression, then it might take a lot longer because, um, you know, When we're negatively affected by social media, we kind of develop these really dysfunctional thought patterns. Um, And it takes a long time to develop those, so it takes a long time to undo them. Um, So, yeah, it really just depends on how much they were impacted and how young it happened, how early on. Um, Yeah. Sorry.
0: (laughs) My third question for you is, what are some methods you use to help teens and adults with social media abuse?
3: Uh, What I mentioned earlier, setting healthy boundaries with social media. Um, I think a lot of the time in counseling, we focus on deficits, um, but it's also important to focus on strengths. So encouraging them to seek more positive aspects of social media, like connecting with their communities um, and different groups that they belong in. Um and then kind of mitigating those negative effects by putting in like time limits, um, you know, blocking certain accounts or filtering out their uh pages, I think those are really important skills to have.
1: Agreed. Any others, Ari? Oh yeah, yeah there's one like... more. Okay.
3: Um uh, my
0: last question is who what was your inspiration inspiration to start this job? Ooh, that's a good question.
3: <laughs> um I think it all boils down to just a desire to help, being more like social, wanting to work with people rather than things. Um, But I also think my own history with mental health um, and and also my family's history with mental health, it just, you realize how much it affects people um, and you also realize how um, stigmatized it is in society and you want to be part of the solution part of the thing that like undoes that stigma um yeah yeah
1: good answer all right guys well i lauren first of all i want to really uh thank you for coming in especially on a friday i know it's not the best day but it's the only day we have uh and giving your time up and and hopefully parents if you're listening, have those conversations. I mean, I know it's difficult to probably <laughs> sit down because, I mean, I didn't do a good job. I didn't do it. So it's, uh, if you can have those conversations and and try to get involved, but like Lauren said, and like these said, you know, it's give and take. It's got to be collaborative, I think, but just be aware that, you know, obviously social media can get out of hand really quickly. So if you notice, you know, changes in your child and you can't really, Determine what I would I would start with asking, like, what are you doing on your phone? <laughs> I mean, so any uh anything else for the good of the order?
0: Mm-mm. I don't think so.
1: Alright. <laughs> Take us out, Ari. Give yes! us something cool. No! Give us something cool.
2: Um come on, we're gonna give you a drum roll.
1: <laughs> give us something. Go.
2: Um Oh my gosh. That's it
1: for this week. That's it for this week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.